Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I'd want to be there with you. The final seconds of the thrilling ending. Hey, Frank Oz, thanks for guest-appearing on the show. Frank, we know you're listening. Please do come on the show. Get Frank and Noah on the same episode. Reversing. Throw us in any compromise position. Welcome to the Baron and Katie. We just got every single Baron and
There's no white flags when you're my girl It's you and me Oh, that was like <laughs> at, uh, Batman V's Superman. That movie that we all saw. Uh, if you've never heard v. this song before, here is a quick a snippet. It's you and me against the world. There's no white flags when you're my girl. It's you and me against the world. And it won't stand a chance, no matter what the circumstance. And vis-a-vis Aaron, <laughs> what nice segue. A- album did this come from? Well, I get a distinct Kevin vibe from the intro, but obviously Ed is on lead vocals. It's definitely latter day BNL. Pretty sure we covered everything on Silver Ball, although this song would not sound too out of place on that album. I'm guessing either Grinning Streak or Fake Nudes. Did we cover everything on Grinning Streak already? <laughs> Fake news. You hey. got it. <laughs> hey, okay. Yes. <laughs> this is the last song there. on Fake Nudes. Oh, wow. Okay. Another one coming to a close. I guess we're... we're well, I mean, we have two songs left after this time. week. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, and never any ever again, I'm sure. Yep, that will be definitely the end. <laughs> We covered that already on the on the year in <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah. If, if you didn't hear the re- year in review, go back. Um, if you didn't hear the rear end review, go back and listen to that too. But that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> that's our new podcast. Tune in every week where we review different rear ends. <laughs> Actually, we review politicians. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. This th- so they did an acoustic version of this album, and they didn't record this song for the acoustic version. Hmm. <laughs> Here we have this like really like synth pop song, and they didn't do an acoustic version. Well, but they did Canadian. They did an acoustic version of Canada Dry, which was yeah. already kind of acoustic. <laughs> Which yeah. brings us to our ad this week, Canada yeah. Dry. No. <laughs> Kidding, not a sponsor. Although we would love you to be. We got to be more careful trail. making those jokes mm. now. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't want Only that. the fanciest Dijon ginger ale. I do not no, want Dijon. Yeah. the back of your throat. Burns your nose. I do not want Dijon ginger ale. Unless Canada Dry makes Dijon ginger ale, at which point, they should amazing. just for like a BNL tie-in. <laughs> Insert 
name of CEO of Canada Dry here. We know you listen. Come on the show. Yeah. Um, Naturalistic. I don't <laughs> think that BNL thinks that this is a concert song. Because they've never played How it many live. Times? Never. No. Not even once. Never. Not even that's not once. too shocking, wow. that's, I guess. Um, that's it's not like a I mean it's not song. As yeah. we'll as we'll as we'll I'm sure discuss. Yeah, it's not like Yeah, but it's got a cool chill. vibe. It's got a nice yeah. chill vibe to it. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's not a, a mosh pitter, yeah. <laughs> not a mosh pit song. Right. I mean that's one yeah. week. That's when the mosh pit explodes. I mean, they usually do one or two slower songs during their mix at every concert, but they've never inserted this one. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into it more a little in a little bit, but uh, I mean, I don't think this is a, a bad song by any means. Well, before we do the breakdown, <laughs> a word from our sponsors. <sighs> Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. <laughs> All right, let's break it down. You plus me V's the world uh, was recorded at exactly 116 beats per minute. The key is somewhere between... No, you know what? I'm not going to say somewhere between. It is C minor, but it implies Dorian at times because it has both uh, F major and F minor. Um, but I think the inclusion of, I want to say, uh, like the, yeah, the six degree. So the, the A flat precludes it from being Dorian. Anyways, I was to say it's C minor. Uh, but occasionally you're going to hear an F major, which is not diatonic to C minor. You would normally hear uh, an F minor. So, I, you know, you could call it a borrowed chord, I think, is probably the most appropriate. But I'm going to call it Schrodinger's chord ah. because sometimes it's minor, sometimes it's major. Maybe it's both at the same time until we listen to it. Uh, so the verse goes uh, C minor to F to A flat major to E flat major to B flat major back to C minor, which is one, four, six, three, seven, one. The chorus is A flat to E flat to B flat to F major. Uh, with the bridge 
F minor. Finally, I like this. The uh, the simple changes feel fairly distinctive because we're finally, you know, it's kind of like either F major throughout the song thus far, or maybe they actually kind of have withheld the third. So they're just playing the root and the fifth, like a power chord, in which case it's neither major nor minor. And it really truly is Schrodinger's chord. But on the bridge, we hammer really hard on that F minor. So it's really saying, okay, yes, we are definitely in C minor at this point. Uh, and then we play F minor to G minor to A flat major. So you'll note an ascending uh, chord change there. It's just kind of walking up the degrees of the scale. Then we go to G minor and then back to F minor. You repeat, except the, sep uh, the second time around the bridge, we're going to cut it off early and head to B flat major for the turnaround. And that's pretty much it. You know, you have the intro and the outro, which are both the verse changes. So that's your A section. We have verse one, verse two, AA. Chorus is B. Uh, a solo across the verse changes. So A again. Verse three is A. The chorus again is B. The bridge is our C section. The chorus again is B. And the outro A. So A, 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 B, A, B, C, B, A. What's that word? Ab, ab, dab, dab, cab. <laughs> Uh, it's <laughs> ab-bab-kaba. Uh, it's like you're talking backwards and you're having a stroke at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I'm talking backwards it's like wonderful. I'm from Twin Peaks. We'll reverse that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, what can I say about this song? There's stuff that I like about this song. Things. Other things that make the you The problem sad? is, I'm not sure. Is this one of them? Sometimes. <laughs> the problem, yeah. Or are they things that make you go, hmm? Yeah, there were things that made me go, hmm, like Schrodinger's Gord. Um, yeah, the problem is I'm not sure if the stuff and things I like in the song are enough to make me really like the song a lot. I do like it. It kind of reminds me of this chill, synthy jazz that used to play in the background of this old billiards video game I used to play. And the music in that game was unironically good, but it's not something I would listen to all the time. I could definitely see myself listening to this like while driving on a summer night, maybe while playing pool. Um I appreciate yes. the Princess Bride reference yes. in the lyrics. That in and of itself earns it at least a fraction of a point. Uh, and I dig the laid back vibe. Like I said, it's kind of funny because we were talking about <laughs> Vaporwave earlier today. And uh, this isn't Vaporwave, but it kind of has almost a Vaporwave, <laughs> a Vaporwave adjacent feel to it. What do you think, Betts? <laughs> I don't know what vaporwave is. I know what a vapor barrier is in a at a house. Well, vaporwave is like I didn't check out the link, as the kids say. Um, if is it like if a Holland, I, I just came up with this right now, and I'm very proud of it. If Hall and Oates were an ambient band, oh no, <laughs> it's kind of like imagine the I, coolest, raddest abandoned mall in the have world to be so that has, high. Like, has like pink and blue lights <laughs> everywhere. And this is playing over the sound system. And the, the, the escalators are still moving and the fountain's still going. Okay. That's vaporwave. Okay. I Would you agree with idea. that assessment? Yeah, I get Crazy. the idea. I think it's a little, um, I 
think I would really, maybe that's part of why I kind of like lose my attention in this song. <laughs> it's probably a similar. Yeah, it's kind of really, really good elevator music. <laughs> yeah. I like the beeps and the boops, but. The beeps uh, and boops are good. Kevin, come I, on the show. It doesn't exactly hold my attention. I don't think it's meant to be listened to. Fair, I mean, fair. I don't think it's meant to be attended to. <laughs> It's a song. <laughs> it's uh, it's really high art, Tracy. You're, it's avant-garde. You're supposed to play this for plants and plants only. Right. It's like baby Mozart for plants. Oh, going to make them grow really fast. That's a huge crossover. <laughs> baby African violets. <laughs> I was just listening to a YouTube lecture the other day on ambient music. Um, and, you know... Um, mm. Aaron, you probably know the guy's name who is known specifically for ambient music. Ryan Eno? No, Richard like way, way back. Like wow, a couple what a flex. Show, uh, no, uh, but he, he would go out of his way to I, specifically like only make... It wasn't ambient music at that time, but it was music that... Oh, you're talking about like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Pond the idea was that it was music that, like, he wrote one song that was, like, four bars long, but you were supposed to play it 84 times in a row. Um, oh, God. And it was, it was only meant for you not now, to now, it's listen funny. We mentioned... and attend to. It was meant to be playing in the background and just um, to, because he was trying to, like, basically troll people. Um it's like well, the audio version of Chinese well, water torture. Be, like, yeah, that Betsy, was driving me insane. Betsy earlier mentioned, <laughs> said my third favorite cage. And I knew Nick Cage was undoubtedly one of them. Yeah. And I was wondering who the other one was. I'm, and I I'm was leaving about, room for an extra. I was thinking of, oh, I got you. That's fair, fair. Yeah. I know, was thinking about John Cage, which um, kind of reminds me of what Tracy was just talking about, because John Cage famously uh, wrote 433, in which the musician does not play their instrument for four minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, starts with an F, I want to say. <sighs> oh, I wish I could remember what that guy's name was now. It's going to bother me. But yeah, so my my point is is like that it, it's kind of like along those lines. I don't think it's meant to be listened to deeply and, and you know, do what we're doing with it this week and break it apart and listen. <laughs> I think it's a chill party ambiance yeah. song. And so... They did do a a video to discuss Red where this cups. came from and what this was supposed to be about. And Jim said this is going back to their roots, and they were trying to make this a very Terrence Trent Darby-esque song. And now that he says that, and I went back and I listened, I'm like, yes, this is totally one of those chill versions of Terrence Trent Darby stuff. Interesting. It? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'd be curious to hear some of that. Yeah, I'm trying to recall it. There's because Terrence Trent Darby. The only thing I know from him is the Wishing Well. Right. No, it's, I mean I listened to some of his yeah. new stuff since he changed his. Uh, we we discussed this a few weeks ago, but you guys both both weren't here that week. Um, his new stuff after he changed his name is really really good. Um, think like fifties of uh, like. Curtis Mayfield type stuff um, okay. mixed with Prince, like very, very intriguing oh, stuff. Um, his live oh. from Osaka album is amazing. Um, this is much more chill 
and the, like there, if you listen to his first album that Wishing Well was on, there are some chill songs like this, and so I could see where that inspiration's coming from for this song. Do you guys have any guess who brought this song to the band? Well, you make it sound like it wasn't is it, Ed. <laughs> is it Terrence Trent Darby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sir. Did you get a snarf? Did it come out your nose? Hey, guys, listen to this. I just felt like it, it was in your voice. You know? <laughs> um, we have, I mean, it sounds... We have asked but... him to come on the show. He has not responded. Um, no, oh. this was this was Ed. Ed brought this to the band. Okay. And yeah. Kevin... It, it felt Ed and kevin to me. So. Kevin mm. immediately loved it. He's like, you made me a synth pop okay. song. That Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like Vaporwave. Yeah. Like I was talking about. Yeah, it's kind of like um, that. And matter of okay. fact, his, his cool. statement was that he wanted to record this song first when they were recording. <laughs> oh, wow. So this was the first song they recorded for this album. Hmm. Nice. Um, and Jim is playing a dream masters bass guitar with a polished wood finish for this song. I do like the, I can hear the polish the in this song. Yes. Yeah. definitely. <laughs> I say that only cause it was in a video that they were showing how uh, the making wow. of this song and, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> I figured there was a visual there somewhere, hopefully. <laughs> but in terms like there's a lot of beeps and boops. <laughs> I am pro beep and pro boop. <sighs> but I don't have a lot to say musically about this song because it's it it's very simple where in what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean for bare naked ladies, definitely. Well, before we talk about what this song means, let's talk about our sponsors. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, welcome back. And 
Those sure were sponsors. <laughs> I feel like that advertisement was valid. <laughs> it really spoke to me. It, I'm buying that immediately. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Get me 10. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Trey. <laughs> you know, it's all random what is put in there for sponsors. So <laughs> I'm really, really hoping. Like, <laughs> it's going to be like life insurance. And I'm like, get me 10. <laughs> Black Widow vibes there. I should say, your partner immediately runs yeah, yeah. out and, and is yeah. searching for help at this point. <laughs> yeah, as he should. <laughs> I want to talk about the first lyric right off the bat. He talks about if he was stuck in a building, I want you to be there with, I want to be there with you. Yeah, I thought that was kind of, or, or yeah, I think it is. Uh, oh, okay, and, yeah. That's kind of messed up. It's like wishing that situation that? upon the exactly. other person. A little homicide Ed. Romantic homicide? Hmm. What a genre? You could change that with one word. <laughs> one word. If you just said, I, if you were stuck in a burning building, I would want to be there with you. Well, like, to totally be fair, different. I think this is probably intentionally inverted. Like, it, it's probably an Ed jokey thing, you know? I think it's probably that's. Yeah. You know, I could see him switching <laughs> that around. He wants her stuck it, in a building. Well, well, like we look, we've talked about elevator. <laughs> we talked about we talked about window cleaners and all kinds of things on the show. So I'm just saying that they don't they don't shy away from the occasional. Dark I mean, joke. that's a pretty oh, yeah. dark joke. Like being stuck in a burning building. I have a genie, genie. Yeah, but you'd MacGyver. I wish my partner here with me. Because <laughs> we can MacGyver uh, anything. There was no one. You wish couldn't have just scenario. wished that you were out of the danger and then we were safe somewhere together. <laughs> You're taking it. Jeez, complain, complain, complain. You never appreciate anything I do. <laughs> nag, nag, nag. Writes itself. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, that, I, I did chuckle at that. Um, mm. I will say that the chorus is exactly the same every time. Mm -hmm. And the chorus is probably half the song. So your eyes. Does... Wanna, I'm not sure if you know, but your eyes went a little dead when you said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly every time. I can't <laughs> help it. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just like uh, I know you know you're what? not. I know you're not. I I would like to have heard a bit more variation in the song. It was yeah. very samey a lot of the time. Yeah. The bridge was different. It did feel mm -hmm. different, but that wasn't really enough. The chorus and the verse are playing around in variations of the same chords mostly. It doesn't feel like it changes a lot until it hits that bridge, in my opinion. I I want I sound like I don't like it. I do. I like this song. <laughs> I just don't love it. There are things that I that I wish were different, but but I, I actually am really glad that this is included in the catalog because it is something different. It's not the kind of thing you normally hear from them in in this kind of sense like not in this polished kind of like synth poppy way like kevin said I, and i kind of like mm -hmm. hearing that just because it's a little different and the in the lyrics are good yeah. like i uh, by the way if people don't know who macgyver is we do have some younger people and like oh come, dear like <clears throat> um you know that SNL skit MacGruber? <laughs> that, that's that's making fun of MacGyver. Actually, no. Now the kids these days don't even know what that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's uh, MacGruber? I love MacGruber though. Will Forte, please come on the show. We know you listen. Uh, Richard Dean Anderson, please come on the show. We know we yes. listen. Yes. Oh my listen. goodness. Uh, please, please do. 
They want Mac. So on the show. yeah, so it was a reference to an '80s TV show where every week Richard Dean Anderson was Angus MacGyver, um, a special agent. Was he Angus? Yeah, that was his first name. No one wow. ever called That's him Angus, guy. but that was his name. <laughs> sensitive about it maybe um <laughs> he was a special agent that had very scientific <laughs> knowledge uh and he would get stuck in a situation every week with no real weapons and just basic everyday stuff some duct tape and a, his always handy swiss army knife and gum and, mm. gum. and, <laughs> and he would it, he would find a way to get himself out of it by making like a homemade explosive or some other contraption. I make it sound boring. It was more interesting than that, but it was very much the same every single week. <laughs> and it had an amazing theme song. Starts off all mysterious, then it gets triumphant. It's like yeah. so 80s, it's painful. Yeah. I <laughs> think it was similar to 18. In 1972, a crack commander uh, unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team.
That's a, been a while. I mean, ago. Mike Post <laughs> a little. I think it Mike was Post wrote almost all of the '80s theme songs. So they somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere between 18 and quantum leap. And hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. I mean, I think of all those like A Team and Quantum Leap and uh, Fall Guy and Knight Rider, and they all sounded very similar. I love that one. Yeah, right. Da, 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 now da, da, that da. now I just got all these eighties themes in my head, like Knight Rider. That's got a great Well speaking da, of eighties, like you were mentioning before, there was that great Princess Bride reference. Yes, yeah. I did really enjoy that. That was my favorite. And it's apropos. It fits perfectly into yeah. the discussion of like we can get through anything if the two of us are together and we're we're working together. And that's pretty. That's very much Princess Bride. Absolutely. Yep. Minus the stuck in a burning building. Whoa, wow. Fire swamp, though. <laughs> my way. My way. My way. Swings us together. Good day. Oh, God. So good. Every time. <laughs> I don't have a ton of stuff to say sure. about the lyrics either, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said pretty much everything I want to say, except Carrie Ellis. We know you come on the show. We know you come on the show. Please listen. Okay. Strike that. Reverse it. Gene Wilder, we know you listen from beyond the grave. Please come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have a let's have a Ouija board episode. Andy Patinkin, we know you listen. <laughs> oh, please, please come on the show and sing sing for us. <laughs> I heard you're a big sweetheart. You probably would do something like that. Yeah, he seems like a really cool yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I so come on the show. Don't prove us wrong. Yeah, Andy, we know you listen. Mm-hmm. I love your name. Um, so, so I also really like the second verse too, the being blown out of the airlock vacuum space. Like I like that. That was that was a cute little verse as well. 
Yeah, it's cute to be blown out of an airlock <laughs> into the vacuum space. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic circumstances, you want your loved one there with you. Yeah, I get it. Well, and like they were saying, when they have their, when Ed has his significant other, he can do anything. He can, he can MacGyver out of those situations. Mm. Kobayashi Maru situation. <laughs> exactly. He can yeah. cook anything. Yeah. Star-Lord said, you've got to know by now I'm always going to come up with an incredibly brilliant way to get out of a jam. <laughs> <laughs> a raspberry jam? Yeah. <laughs> Only if you're Lone Star. All right, we are becoming well, reference the podcast now. We need to stop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, while our sponsors are doing their numbers, it's time for us to calculate how much we love this song. And what mm. unit of measurement will we be using today? Hmm. I was thinking... Fire song? Oh, okay, yeah. How many fire songs? How many rodents of unusual sounds? <laughs> R-O-U-T-S's. Yep. How many, how many R-O-U-S's? I, I came powders a little too nebulous uh. and uh, a little deeper reference you'd have to go yeah. A little deeper. <clears throat> nope. R-O-U-S's. Yep. Definitely. That that wins it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? R-O-U-S's. How many R-O-U-S's? Rodents of unusual size. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I think I spoke over you and I didn't hear it. <laughs> um, Betsy, how many rodents of unusual size do you give this song? Um, uh, listening to you guys talk about it hasn't really swayed my number <laughs> Because you kind of are... we we didn't really passionately defend it to be fair. I mean the only the only thing I could think is that maybe this is like a I'm on tour and things get tough kind of song maybe and so that's kind of an interesting plot but I don't know. Um, I guess I will stick with my original score of three point five. Three point five, okay. Unusual interesting. Advice. What about you, Aaron? Well, I was <laughs> I was going to say I can clearly not choose the score in front of you, but I think I, I think I have to because that is beautiful. Remember when I said that the Princess Bride reference was worth at least a fraction of a point? Well, I was going to award it three point two five. But now I guess because of the Princess Bride reference, I have to give it a three point five rodents of unusual size <laughs> out of five. So we chopped one of them in half. And uh, and the other one is is running away. Run away! Uh, that got really got really morbid and saddles and scurrying <laughs> with its friend. <laughs> well, how about you, Trace? I like this song more than Navigate, but less than Jerome. Okay. And well, <sighs> if Jerome has five apples and Navigate has seven, <laughs> um, I'm being a little bit facetious. <laughs> but it is a sweet song. Uh, I'm not a synth pop kind of guy. It's just not who I am. 
Um, it's a nice song. I'm not going to change it if it comes on, but I'm definitely not going to seek it out. Um, and it doesn't make me want to run away. Um, and, you know, knowing that the song was a Charon's Trent Darby homage, um, then it, it sounded a little better to my ears and made me turn and stay. Um, I, wow. I did my best, but it wasn't enough. I have to give it a 3.05. 3.05. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, you were weaving, weaving in some uh, segues there. I think I might have detected. Uh, just a few. Can you guess what next week's just song is? Subtle. <laughs> Subtle. Getting, getting notes of. <laughs> run away. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, we will be discussing You Run Away next week. Um, I'm not going to give away the album, but it's, I am... I'm looking forward to seeing what people say. This is a very controversial song. I think it was Gordon. Huh? <laughs> Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> they knew early on. <laughs> there were signs, yeah. If you get a chance, please go out to your podca- podcast platform and give us a rating. I don't say it enough, but it will help with our statistics. Um, and thank you guys for joining me on this wonderful discussion. It's my pleasure. It's always always great to talk to you both. Same here. And thanks. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. I can't help myself. We were all better. being really bad today. <laughs> we all got sent to detention. Yep. <laughs> like the breakfast club. Yes, here. exactly. It'd be the best detention ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Plodcast. Plodcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's a really slow podcast. I want to make a podcast about clods, about clumsy people and call it the Clodcast. <laughs> Statoritics. I want to make a podcast that focuses specifically on the muscle group of the quadriceps and call it Ooh, a quadcast. quadcast. <laughs> the quadcast. The quads are burning. But you can only drive it while riding a side by side. You're listening to the quadcast. Uh, very good. Very good. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did. Quad. <laughs> and you can only drive it on <laughs> the playing field for. Is that what they call the soccer pitch? I don't know. What's, I no, no is that rugby? The quad is where you the quad? have oh, the quad. a nice big College? grassy area in the middle of a campus. Oh, okay. I always associate it with some kind of sports thing. There's probably I would love to see someone drive a side by side across the quad. Get out of the way! <laughs> there was somebody at, at UMA who once was driving their car on the granite walkway. Oh, that was me. Because Sorry. I think <laughs> just randomly. No, it was. I just, it was. I it was definitely not. My new tires. I just. <laughs> she decided she had to do that on every. I want to test him off road. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Play the Dukes of Hazard horn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that's been canceled. Oh. Uh, probably, yeah. Bring it up Man, that car was kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't, Only but the car kind of was. <laughs> We're not racist. We're just going to paint this symbol on the top of our car. <laughs> and name it the General Lee and have the horn be, I wish I was in the land of Dixie. 
Nothing else about this car is racist. I challenge you to find one thing about this car other than those three really racist things that are racist about this car. So now we know that Uncle it was Uncle Jesse all along. Uncle Jesse. That was the racist. Uncle Jesse. What did he used to say? Lord have mercy. On Full House? Lord have mercy. mercy. (laughs) No, Uncle Jesse was the, the Duke boy's uncle. Oh, they lived oh, with oh, Uncle oh, Jesse. Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking John Stamos. Oh, me too. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Different like, Uncle oh, Jesse. I was like, is there a Have Dukes of mercy. Hazard <laughs> full, house. full House connection somewhere? It's... I totally want to see that. <laughs> be hilarious. Like, Uncle Jesse's related to the Duke boys. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my my cousins from the country are going to stay with us for a couple days. (laughs) Oh, you guys ready? (laughs) Hilarious. I'd watch that. I want to see them, like, go up that hill in San Francisco and just clear it. (laughs) Yeah, just jump over it in slow-mo. Yeah, perks on the roof or something. (laughs) Those Duke boys are up to it again. They're at their old shenanigans again, those Duke boys. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.